Huzzah. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and this guy. Me. Me, Beardy McBeard face. I am so fuzzy again, Cliff. I need to cut it. I don't know why I you don't groom. I, I don't know why I don't groom either. You, know, you have to look good here, for yourself first, Jason. Here's the issue. Here's the issue right now, too. It is so beardy that I think I'm making myself sneeze with my own mustache you hairs. You are. Yeah. You are. You a thousand percent are. I'm telling you, self, being, you know, self, uh, self-love is not selfish. No. Just to let you know. I, just, it is the way I do it. <laughs> I totally, <laughs> I totally ignore everything else. Like my self-love is dangerously uh, just for me. Well, I mean, you try, try exporting some of that into, into <laughs> grooming and, well, and let's see how that goes. Well, listen, I what, sometimes feel we? like I, tell me who we are. Oh, you know, well, <laughs> Who am I really? I mean, that's such a philosophical question. But I said we. today, <laughs> today I think we are um, we are just two people who mm-hmm. love who love shows and want to share those shows with you. Yes, and we, us two people, will tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream, and where to stream it, whether you're bearded or not. You know, and sometimes I think I need to be remade over a remake, so to speak, recut, redesign. You need a makeover. I need a makeover, right? I need to change the hair, maybe wear more black. I don't know. Get my mustache CGI'd <laughs> off. Um, I could send someone over to do a makeover for you, but oh no, we can't send people over nowadays. That's no, bad. no, don't no. I I just need to do it from <laughs> like a remote version of that. But like, yeah, I mean, today is the one. To, you know, that's what this world is like. We're we're all about the redux, the recut, redo, the reboot. Is that how you pronounce it? Redux. Redux. Okay. Yeah, I think it's redux. I don't think it's redo. So it's Apocalypse Redu- Now Redux? Redux. Okay. okay. Ron could be wrong. I don't know. I, listen, I, I wouldn't today, know we, Today I did a talk on stereo. Love, love that stereo. I did a st- talk with Miss Smitty about um, when do you admit you were wrong? And the answer is never. Not. <laughs> well, Mrs. Smitty was able to fit you into her schedule? Oh, she finally did. She finally did. She found some time for me Not today. me yet. Not me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her know. But I'm glad that you did. I'm supposed to, we're supposed to talk about the murder for Mormons. Murder, for, you know, the Mormon yeah. murder thing but nah it'll be over by then my mert well today (laughs) we're talking about a little bit of redux stuff you know um yeah i know we've talked about this a little bit before but it's finally here it's time i know i know so when does it come out this this snyder shit the 18th so that's thursday right monday tuesday 16th thursday yeah so it'll come out on thursday right hbo max hbo max you gotta have hbo max to have it gotta have hbo max to have anything cool right now you do that's where you're gonna get your uh, your your South Park day and date release of films. Right. That's where you're gonna get your King Kong versus Godzilla, or is it Godzilla versus King Kong? I don't is know. Is that where we're getting it? Is, is yeah, that's where you're getting. When is that coming out? That with the end of the, the month. Rap rock. Oh, it's yeah. coming out at the end of the month. It's coming out at yeah. the end of the month. So that's a very exciting one for me. But this is one that's 18. been multiple years in the making. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of fanfare around it, and, and I'm really curious how it'll do. And I'm I'm excited to for talking to our guest today because. This is one of those things where, like, there it seems like they're either in. I guess you're in one of three camps. Technically, you're really excited about this, you're really mad about it, or you have no idea that it's happening. Like, <laughs> and you just are going to pop on HBO Max in a couple of days and go, "They made another Superman movie." Hey, honey, come over here. There's another Superman and more Justice League. Yeah, like, what Look the at, fuck? Look at Jason Momoa. Oh, oh he's was, in it. The, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I get it. It's that all was, of them. Yeah. That's all of them. It's all, it's of, all them. of them again. All right. But but we have somebody that's actually seen this magical, well, mystical thing. 
who's going to tell us a little bit about it. Um, and we're going to talk to him today. And then maybe talk a little bit of Oscars because they just did the nominations this morning. I know. I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I guess we shouldn't really waste any more. I mean, not that we waste time because I really do love our, our, our tete-a-tetes, mm-hmm. so to speak. Since we're doing mm-hmm. the Redux thing, I just figured I'd go with that. Yeah. Coup d'etat. Coup d'etat. Uh, yeah. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. That's Menage good. à toi. Well, this gentleman who sake, we have sake. today. <laughs> no, that's you. you Ta-ta. Diverted. Okay, sorry. Ta-ta. You went back to That was fine. <laughs> the gentleman we have today has a certain Je ne sais quoi in his writing, in his point of views on entertainment. He's a uh, senior entertainment editor for The Observer. So I think without any further ado, unless, Jason, you have a objection. Uh, to do, I do. Parting is such sweet <laughs> sorrow. Let's do this. So without any further ado, let us please welcome Brandon Katz. What's up, guys? What's up, Brandon? How you doing, B-Money? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm great. I mean, it's Monday, right? Today's a Monday? Today is a Monday, but what is time in the last it's, year, you know? It's a pancake. It's not a straight line. It's flat circle. It's, you know, I feel like Doctor Who just bopping about and does Tuesday is next year and the square root of Thursday, you know. Yeah, listen, I'm not I'm not against it. I, I am glad to have you back, first of all, so welcome Thanks, back. Sir. Thank you, uh, Yeah, of course. And you had a nice weekend? I did. I did have a nice weekend. Can't complain. I had a nice steak. That's always a sign of a good weekend. What what cut? Was it like a filet? Was it a New York? What it was a uh, it was a ribeye, medium rare, and got some French fries, got an old fashioned with it. So good oh. dinner. By the way, did you, you ate this at home? You cooked it? No, no. I was I was at a I was at outside of a restaurant. Yeah, we yeah, were, outside you know, dining, outside. huh? Yeah. And, and and the French fries. It was steak steak fries. No, no, thin cut. Okay, all right, but still, it was good. I'm more of a thin cut fan than a steak cut fan. I'm a steak fry fan. So, so I, I we we divert. Give me those. We, we diverge in the woods. Minis. Okay, that's enough of that. But that being said, you, you're, <laughs> I was going to go ask if you're a bone in guy, but then I felt it opened up a whole world of issues. So I'm not going to even ask that question. So so let's, without any further ado, get to this this uh, thing that has been called the Snyder Cut. Right, you have had the luxury, being a, a senior entertainment editor at Observer, to watch this. Correct. I um, have seen the mythical Snyder Cut, indeed. Yes. How many hours? It's about four hours. So let's just for all our stuck at homies who, I, I mean, I, I doubt there's anyone who doesn't know, but let's just give everyone to what is the Snyder Cut, Brandon Katz? And that's a good point, Cliff. To just back up, I'm sure everyone listening knows, but I have friends who love movies, who are nerdy as all hell, who love superheroes. Couldn't couldn't know anything about the Snyder Cut if you paid them. You know, the world depended on it. Your average, everyday, casual fan has no clue what this is. So essentially, long story short, the 2017 version of Justice League that some of us saw in theaters, certainly not all of us, or else it wouldn't have done so badly at the box office as it did. Just terrible. That was a kind of amalgamation of Zack Snyder's vision and replacement director Joss Whedon, and it pleased no one because it was a generic, vanilla, middle-of-the-road turd that was distinct only in its lack of distinction. That's a very good line. So Zack Snyder started directing this and got replaced? Is that Was he fired? Now, there's conflicting reports, but we know he suffered a personal family tragedy, and I, I think he stepped away from production to kind of handle his business with his family, understandably. Josh In the middle Whedon, of shooting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joss Whedon was brought on, reshot 70, you know, 65% of the movie, something, you know, significant, which is why mm-hmm. the movie's budget ballooned to $300 million. 
But because it was such a piece of crap, I know, right? The GDP of a small state, I think. (laughs) It absolutely is, by the way. You're not wrong. But because it was such a piece of crap and it pleased no one and it lost Warner Brothers $100 million, it was terrible. It was awful. Right? I mean, you agree. This is a a general consensus that this was an atrocity. It was terrible. And I'm always someone that if you're terrible, at least be interesting while you're terrible. Go take a big swing. This was, like I said, as generic middle-of-the-road vanilla as you could get, which means not only is it terrible, Cliff, it's boring. And I do not respect that. No, I can't abide by it. Will not abide. Yeah. What's up, Jace? Nothing. It was... The, it was just so bad. Just popping in to say hello. Yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know it was so bad. Like it literally is just like <laughs> Batman going and meeting somebody and taking them along with them. It might as well be the Wizard of Oz, but the the end wizard is just a boring CGI bull face. <laughs> well said. Okay. I thought it was like Batman and Superman just having a cup of coffee, talking about the, the, how <laughs> tough it is to be superheroes. Yeah, like that's honestly might have been a better movie. Okay, so. Continue, please. So, so this they brought Zack out. Snyder back to, let's get on with this. Yeah, Tell because me. Zack Snyder has a very passionate and vocal fan base online that really fell in love with him, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, which he directed. And they essentially started an online fan campaign to hashtag release the Snyder Cut, release the version that Zack Snyder initially wanted to complete of Justice League. Mm-hmm. And their fan campaign was so overwhelmingly loud over the course of four years that eventually Warner Brothers did relent. They gave Zack Snyder about $70 million to complete his version of the- 70 judgment. million more. Yeah, 70 million more dollars in terms of budget. He he says to Vanity Fair that he did not accept any salary compensation for it and that he just- He put, put it, it all on the screen. Yeah, sure he did. So that's what he said. And uh, now on HBO Max this Thursday, we will be getting Zack Snyder's Justice League, a four-hour version of his original vision that he wanted to uh, bring to screen several years ago. So it's four hours. Wasn't there four talks hours. at some point that it was going to be eight hours and do it as a series? Is this did, did I just make that up in my no, brain? No, no. Originally, when these reports first started coming out, the rumors in the kind of ether of Hollywood gossip was that HBO Max was aiming for a four-part miniseries, you know, one hour per week, kind mm-hmm. of like a, a weekly release of a WandaVision, a Mandalorian, something like that. Right. Uh, obviously, when push came to shove and it came down to it, they said, ah, screw it, we're just going to release it as one big chunk, and that's what they're doing. Four hours. So longer than Apocalypse Now, longer than A Bridge Too Far, longer than all of these really good movies. <laughs> longer than movie. every meaningful relationship I've ever had. <laughs> Is now this four-hour cut of, and, and there are reshoots in this thing. Okay, so let's There's start. About five minutes of additional footage. Otherwise, it's you know more so part That's of it? what he had already shot. Yeah. So, so where did the seventy million dollars go? I guess completing the visual effects. I guess other things. I I was not on the inside of the Snyder cut, or else but I would love seen, to tell you. But you've seen both. I have seen both. Yes. You you are very aware of both. Let's start with, did you like it? Let's just start there. So before I answer that, let me preface <laughs> that. No, let me preface that so they understand where I'm coming from. That Please. I thought Man of Steel was meh. It was okay. Maybe B minus. I thought it, it could have been better. I thought the first 45 minutes of Batman v Superman, pretty damn good. After that, completely off the rails. So I mm-hmm. think that's like a C minus in, in, in my book, something like that. So 
overall pretty down on Zack Snyder's DC output. I think a lot of missed opportunity, a lot of unmet potential is what I would kind of describe his DC run. So I went into the Snyder cut, just the lowest of expectations, just so sick of the discourse surrounding this damn movie. So sick of DC fans piling into my mentions on Twitter when I just said like, hey, I, I liked Man of Steel, didn't love it. They're like, what do you mean? It's great. So understanding that. Tell Martha I love her. Exactly. <laughs> understanding that I came into the Snyder Cut just being so done. Mm-hmm. Gotta be honest, I walked away pleasantly surprised. That's a pretty, pretty decent, pretty solid flick. There's things I still don't like. There's uh-huh. at four hours, of course, so much fat to trim, so much. But hey, not bad is my final takeaway. Not bad is a what? D, C minus? I give it a seven out of 10. So, you know, solid C. Solid C. And what, what did you give the jo- the Joseph uh, Weasel cut? All right. I mean, that's like a D minus F. I mean, it's just like I said, like Suicide Squad was awful, terrible, probably a worse structural movie than Justice League, but at least it had the ambition to be a little bit weird, a little bit gonzo, to have bad guys breaking good. So it made mm-hmm. it a little bit different. Justice League, like I said, so vanilla, so generic, so middle of the road, so by the numbers. Every cliche superlative in the mm-hmm. negative is what I would apply, apply to Justice League. That's why it's my least favorite DCEU movie. Okay. So so I think you're, you, I, I mean, listen, I was expecting a much lower grade. And, and you know, for me, I'm... Uh, oh, oh I, I'm well aware of Cliff Dortman's <laughs> opinions on the DCEU, on Ben Affleck's Batman, and on Zack Snyder. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> if there was an iron mask still in use, I would put it on both of them. I mean, I would actually like to put a tandem iron mask on Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck and let them walk around in eternity. Did you watch that Jackie Chan movie this weekend? Is that why you're talking about the iron mask? No, I almost did. You saved me from it. Okay, good. Good. You should have stayed away. (laughs) Well, I'll be interested to see what you think with you going into it with that kind of starting point. Because I was clearly still low, but not nearly as low as you. Yeah, but okay. But let me be clear. I want to like it. Right. I want yeah. to be like, holy crap, I'm wrong. I'm not I'm literally the first person who will say I was wrong. I mean, I think I just said it about, oh, I said it about uh, Catherine Heigl recently in Firefly Lane. I was wrong. I really like her. I hated her before. I didn't think she had any capability of being good. And then poof, she was. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe I got to revisit. I am the first to say it. I will correct myself. I want this to be good. Here's what I'm going to ask you next. Hit me. Between the Joseph Weedle cut and the Zack Snyder cut, what are the differences? I know you don't want to give spoilers, but what are the differences? Are they large, if any? And how do we justify $70 million in this cut? Because I have a big stick with this. Understandably so. I think that's probably the most fair question you could ask. For an average everyday consumer who's like, oh, wow, there's a new Justice League. Like, why Why would I want to watch this new thing when I rejected it four years ago? This is the question they need to know. Yes. So I would say Zack Snyder's Justice League is a artfully composed elongation of the major plot points from the original theatrical 2017 Justice League. The skeleton, the bare bones of the overarching plot, still very much the same. Batman's going to try to recruit some some good guys, they're going to investigate a new threat and they're going to try to save the world. You know, that stuff doesn't change. But Mm -hmm. what is different in the more positive way is that the added space allows for so much more 
well-earned, pretty decently done character development. Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, they all feel further fleshed out due to familial issues, due to cultural issues that get a little bit of play. And I would say the best overall arc in Zack Snyder's Mm -hmm. Justice League is easily Ray Fisher's Cyborg, who goes from an underutilized afterthought in the original theatrical version to legitimately the heart and soul of this movie. And I say that as someone who has always found the character of Cyborg in every medium to be pretty boring. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, so, so now this is material that what Zack Snyder had already shot, and now that was on the cutting room floor when when uh, Joseph uh, Wheatbaum took over. Yes, yeah. So it's almost all footage that had already been captured. It needed finishing digital effects and color grading and all that good stuff. I guess that's where the seventy million went. I don't know. Then there is a little bit, a few snippets here and there of some additional footage that he went back and reshot in in reshoots, you know, over the last X amount of months. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? In other words, so what happened was that that this guy, other guy came in and he shot the rest of his movie. So let's say he took 35% and he shot his thing. What do you got, Jason? I don't think he just shot his movie. He pretty Tell much me. reshot the whole movie. That's why this has been such an expensive endeavor because almost none of the original footage was used. There are some scenes, but almost none of the original footage was used as far as I know, right? Of, no, so, of Zack Snyder's, right? Yeah, Zack Snyder's. This is Zack, uh, yeah, but but this is Zack Snyder's footage that yeah, Josh, but, but Josh, Josh yeah. basically reshot the whole movie, from what I understand, right? Did re, retakes even of scenes that were already created. There's very few, like, I think the scene in Gotham City at the beginning, Zack yeah, shot. But, that, that, that was completely Josh. But I do want to stress that, like, even though... Exactly what you just said, Joss Beetlebaum, dickhead nits, whatever his name is, reshot so much. You guys got to understand, this is not a drastically different film. You're not going into this getting like, I was expecting Titanic and I got Aliens with by James Cameron, you know? Like, it is still very much following the same major beats. It's just done in a better way. But did Zack Snyder use Joseph's no. footage? No, no, there's none of the Weedlebaum dicklesnits is footage in there. I think we should just go back and forth and new nicknames every time. By the way, I'm in. Okay. So there's zero wheat grinder footage in this entire thing. What do you got? Nothing. I was listening. I I wanted to kind of jump in just for this one quick jump, jump. I I was doing it there. There was an interview with, uh, with uh, the, the guy who plays Deathstroke. Joe Manganiello. Joe Joe Manganiello. And with Ray Fisher that I was reading just the other day. And he said, uh, Joey Wetzel's pretzels was like huge on like uh, like super mad because nobody liked Ultron. Everybody was mad at Age of Ultron, and he had a huge monkey on his back. He was so mad that like he took it all out on this movie. Basically, he felt like nobody understood Ultron, and he was like pissed. And this was like his breakup thing. And he he, he was, was one his of the breakup big- mixtape. Yeah, on the Snyder cut, he took yeah. it out on no on on the original. Well, the Justice League like, version he made basically jo- Joe Wolf in sheep's clothing. He was basically nice. he did Ultron and it didn't do well. But it, kind of the same thing that Fav- happened with Favreau and Iron Man too, right? Where probably a lot of like place setting and they just wanted to fill it with a bunch of stuff. So that's when he came over to DC and he ha- he was mad at everybody because he's and that's what like Fisher and them all said that that's what he was talking. He was always mumbling under his breath about Ultron. The whole time. God damn it, Ultron. Everybody does. Nobody loves me. Don't they know me? I'm JoJo Washington, and I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Um, 
So I guess is or have we found that he's happier in this Snyder cut than he is in uh, Joseph Weedfats? Yeah, uh, we talking about Cyborg. Yeah, no, or Cyborg or or Joe Man, Man, um, Manganiello. Uh, I don't want to get into what is or isn't apparent for for Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke in in this. Uh, I will say, you know, Cyborg, the character, is still moping around, very understandably so, because he's been through uh, a lot of trauma in this movie. And I think it's well-earned character development that also his acceptance of who he is now, he was just a star quarterback, now he thinks he's a monster. He's this disgusting hmm. cyborg person that he he thinks, you know, will scare everybody. His acceptance of who he really is on the inside parallels the team's journey as disparate strangers kind of bonding into brothers and sisters in arms. And I, I got to say, nice touch. Okay, so just excuse my... Standing uh, my tall on the wings of my dreams. Rise. Is that Perfect Strangers? Musical Monday. I don't know. I, okay, I just know you guys are hilarious. <laughs> I think that is on the wings of my dreams. Rain that, and thunder, wind and haze are bound for better days. Is that's, this for a sitcom? That's perfect, I think that's Perfect Strangers. With Balky? Yeah, with Balky Bartakamus. I feel like that. I, I, I'm positive you're right, though it didn't it didn't ring any bells. Um, maybe you should sing it some more, Jason. <laughs> so, that's what that's what this needs. It needs more back. musical numbers. Let's go. Would musical of numbers? Would musical numbers have helped in the Snyder Cut? I. You know what? Listen, you liked it. Okay, I'm going to get past that. No, so, no, so, no. I, I like. Listen, that's not to say it's not without flaws. And I, as I wrote today for Observer.com, there is certainly a, a lot you could change and cut down and edit and mm-hmm. just improve in general. So what? are the elements that got you to a C, to a solid C? What are the elements about this that brought it from an F to a solid C? Give Good question. Me. So, uh, like I said, character development really helps. I really feel, even if I don't like some of the casting, that mm-hmm. these characters make sense to me. I think this is actually, shockingly, Zack Snyder's most cohesive, coherent DC movie. Because mm-hmm. I found in Man of Steel and, B- and Batman v Superman to be these jarring whiplashes of tone and story. I I mean, I find BVS to be so haphazardly thrown together that one scene doesn't make sense from the next. And it's just a series of poor decisions from a narrative standpoint. This, it's it's pretty much very straightforward. It flows very organically. And I would say, unlike his early DCEU tenure, Snyder doesn't really have any of those grim, dark, edgelord, dude bro vibes in here. It's it's huh. very much a, a, a normal, straightforward Justice League story. And I would say because of the character development, because uh, of the coherent story, because the action is so much more fluid, especially for Wonder Woman, there's, a, a, and they also because he approaches it instead of the grim, dark vibes with this kind of mythic quality to these otherworldly beings and gods, that it, there's this more hopeful and optimistic and fitting tone. It feels a little bit closer to the animated Justice League series, which for me is one of the gold standards of superhero on-screen properties. It's probably the thing that most got me into superheroes as a young kid. So, you know, all of those factors pushed it up to a, a solid experience. Okay, so all in all, if someone's looking 
this coming weekend to spend money and subscribe, which they'll have to do, subscribe to HBO Max, you're saying that this is a reason to do so? Would I subscribe for anything that's four hours in one sitting? Probably not. But I think mm -hmm. HBO Max in general, if you're interested in the Snyder Cut, sign up and HBO Max has more than enough amazing, great, content to keep you on the hook okay so so for i'm not being paid by warner media i no, wish i was i, I, I would be not. a shell <laughs> listen we're none of us uh, well i was gonna say none of us are above being a shill but I, I have such a big mouth i might have a problem even though i would take the money and then i'd get sued <laughs> hey brandon do you have some time to hang out with us after this talk a little oscars or you I gotta go. I always have time for right. stuck at home and Jason and Cliff. Come on, oh, Jason, right. that's great. I was just gonna get into that. So do you want to just hang out? The, yeah, just real quick because I want to just do the. Let's do the trailer of this movie real quick. Just real quick. They just released the final, and then we'll get into it. Sound okay, good? Fantastic. Let's All do right, that. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Just give me one second while that's I pull it. it up. If you're listening to this instead of watching it, why? Do both. Don't you want to see our beautiful faces? Here's the trailer for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> and it's perfect strangers. Alright. Pretty good troll job. I gotta say. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Welcome to Chicago. He's wearing Morgan Mindy suspenders. Nothing's gonna stand in my way. It's in my heart like a long lost friend. It's every dark street light at the end. What happened to Mark Lynn Baker? And why did they pick that still? Why did they pick that still when he's like reading the paper from the newspaper? The Chicago fans. Wrigley Field. Belita Morena. The rain and thunder. Wind and haze are bound for better days. Well, the revolving door, they just can't stop going through. Like my dream. Nothing's gonna stop me Michael now. Michael Warren, Ron Bickley. None of these people are working today. What's happening? Who's the creator of this? Oh, there it is, Chicago. <laughs> so, in case you didn't know what you guys want to watch in. the real, do you guys want to watch the real trailer now? Or I feel like you're, you're setting us up again. <laughs> like, got, what are you gonna I'm not gonna, next? I won't do it. I promise this will be the real trailer. Yeah, time. okay. I just wanted I to would. say, see, I got the words right. I you might know, not have said right. them well, but I got the I words right. I said you were probably right. <laughs> probably right doesn't work for me, Cliff Dorfman. You know me. Okay, you probably were right, right is not M for sure right. Jason, I just had a whole talk right. about this on stereo. You were there correct. you go. There you go. All right, here, let's do this. This is the newest one. It just came out yesterday. Yeah, this is the actual cut, Stuck at Homies. <laughs> so we actually are seeing Deathstroke, or not Deathstroke, uh, Darkseid from the beginning. Maybe one. Character designs are better, too, visually. Much better. You can see how much better they did with Steppenwolf. He looks real much and better. kind of scary. Much better. I spent a lot of time trying to divide us. Oh, God. <laughs> Even just voice Affleck's makes voice. me vomit in my mouth. Promised. He goes, I got her number. <laughs> How do you like them apples? I need to bring us together. That was the good one of the two. I know that's true. There are enemies yep. coming from There's far Momoa. away. There's Momoa. They serve Hair. an old bone. Action's real solid. I really like the third act. Gal Gadot. Well, I like, see, they did make him look a lot better. They also got rid of that weird red sky. They also, is that 300? Is that supposed yeah, to that feel was like 300? That looks like 300. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Zeus. Uh, oh, got it. Oh, he's brooding. I have turned worlds to dust. I hope those are his toes, but they're not. I wish it was his toes. 
That looks like that looks like uh, Doomsday. Dark side, baby. Uh, is that, all right. I have a second chance. Oh, I am not gonna waste it. And you notice one thing that's very important: no more CGI'd off mustache. That's all real baby face. <laughs> Jason Momoa swims no. very well. I don't care how many demons is this fought, how many hells. How many hells? He's never fought us united. Dad is an alcoholic. It's time to stand, fight. The time is now. Oh, there's Jared Leto. I mean, joining us. it doesn't I don't, look terrible. I, I, I hate to say it, it doesn't look terrible. Look, I, what I said in my piece for Observer today is that, and I think this really honestly oh, that bothered me to say <laughs> this, this is honestly captures it as my thesis statement. It is neither the masterpiece that the hashtag reverse restore the Snyderverse wants it to be, right. nor is it the egregious pop culture affront that detractors have already decided it is. It is very simply solid, solid entry in the DC universe. That's it. You know, well, and that well, I mean, people cannot accept it. Like, to be on the extreme. What DC movies are better than this one? Uh, so I, I think I have it fifth on my DCEU list. I think I like uh, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Shazam, and Birds of Prey more. And then I like uh, Zack Snyder Justice League more than, uh, than everything else. What about you, Jess? I mean, if I were going to rate all the DC movies, I guess not even just DC, I go... Superman from 1976. Uh, no, we're talking DCEU. Yeah, we gotta no, go DCEU. Oh, then um, I think Shazam. Shazam, is yeah, best. I'm with Shazam's you. The best Shazam, hundred percent. And then exactly, I liked Aquaman because it was so stupid. It was like it was like the Fast and the Furious yeah. of superhero movies. Listen, and I think that, Aquaman looked cool, but I I just don't understand how that's a billion dollar movie. That doesn't make sense to me. But I had the it's most because fun we watching made that. it up on Entourage. That's why. <laughs> that's and why then, it's the only reason I, I'm not that guy to say that but that's why Continue. and then maybe Birds of Prey I think you're right I think more or less Brandon I think I agree with you but I haven't seen this one yet so who knows it may be become my third favorite I'll admit when I watch it because he does take that thing and the, the difference between the Marvel Universe and DC and how they positioned it for a long time are these are gods among us kind mm -hmm. of things the, the DC Universe has always been about gods among us where the other ones are all meta-human, right? Yeah. You always talk about humans rising up versus the gods that kind of exist in this world. And so I like that feeling of it. I swear to God, if he fucking puts another goddamn Leonard Cohen song in his trailers, he's going to make me hate Leonard Cohen, and I don't want that to happen. I love Leonard Cohen, but it's I not do working. Too, but it's, it's not working. Stop making the video. But yeah. but but I, when I watch this, I, I get those, like, little tingles that I want to have, like, when you yeah. see, like, something that's happened. And you could feel like those those scenes are there when Darkseid's shooting his lasers, and they're all over the place. And and when, um you know, like, all the characters are looking kind of like, like, like they're supposed to and, like, moving like they're supposed to, and the, the sky doesn't look like it's washing out everything. It feels like something. And so that makes me excited. Yeah. I mean, Ben Affleck, hashtag not my Batman, is by far, he's not my anything. You know, that being said, and me knowing that I really thought I would hate this in watching that trailer, uh, I'm a little more open. I, I'm yeah. just saying it did, it did look pretty okay. That's what it is. It's coherent. And, you know, of course, at four hours, they're gonna be, you're going to be like, wow, this is dragging at certain points. And then other points, Jason, exactly to what you just said. Like, 
I love Marvel because their heroes are deliberately constructed to be as relatable and grounded as humanly possible. And we have the flip side here where, you know, Batman's an urban legend. Superman literally is a god. We have aliens from different universes attacking our planet. There is some sort of kind of mythic alienation going on, the isolation of great power. And, and I like that. I, I like that. He, I think you could dive into that even more, less so in like maybe the brooding way. But listen, it's just solid overall. It's decent. It's parts, parts that suck, parts that you're like, hey, that's pretty damn cool. Well, Brandon, can I, have a, I, can I ask you a question real quick, though, Brandon? Of course you can. No, actually, you can. On your podcast, you cannot ask me no, a question. No, fine. Never mind. <laughs> Cliff, will you ask Brandon a question for me? Yeah, I will. Brandon, it's called Must Watch Netflix Edition on Starburns, correct? Indeed it your is. Your podcast? Okay, and, go ahead, Jason. And, so if you were a superhero, <laughs> would you wear your underwear on the outside of your clothes? No, of course not. That's why I oh, think you, the contemporary Superman renderings are so much better because, like, what— I, First of all, tactically speaking, what the hell does that do besides like bunch up <laughs> your groin region, which always right. makes me run slower? Right. Second of all, it looks stupid as hell. That's why listen, you can love or hate Snyder all you want. I've certainly said my fair share of criticism. I think his designs are just much better. I'm not wearing big red underwear. I agree, I agree with you. And I, I, I but I, you know, my, my thing about it too is because if I put my underwear on the outside, I wouldn't get to feel the delicious softness of the micromodal of my uh, MeUndies. Yeah, you know that, thinking. and then fresh out the dryer too, and it's nice and warm. You get yeah, like on the outside. Like the only reason to wear underpants is to for the the soft way it cuddles up against your uh, yeah. your Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you did that. The question too is Superman wearing a pair of underpants, then pants, then a pair of underpants. underpants yeah, what is pants. going on? If he is, it's me undies for like sure, one thousand percent. And I'm going to add this: is that. If you're going to watch anything that's four hours long, you got to do it in a pair of MeUndies. <laughs> Loungewear, whatever, micromodal, sustainable beechwood trees. Brandon, you know this, right? It's pulp to yarn. That's what's happening there. They're not hurting the trees. Jason, go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to let you guys know if you go to, uh, you do it today. Go to MeUndies.com, use offer code STUCK. You can get 15% off. I don't know if they'll be there at your house in time. Here's what you do. In preparation, order them. Then go to your closet, burn all your underwear, and just wait naked by the door until they arrive. All right? That's what I suggest to you. Don't put on anything. Just sit there in silent protest. Donald Duck it until you get there. Me undies the Snyder cut. Yeah, me undies the Snyder cut. And and I don't know if that means you're circumcised or not. I don't know if that's, what's the, that's what you mean when you say the Snyder cut. But for everybody, Snyders and non-Snyders. So it's meundies.com, offer code STUCK. You got the membership, $19.99 a month. If you don't like it, don't even send it back. They'll just give you your money back. That's all I'm right. going to say. That's right. All That's right. all I'm going to say. All right. So we want to talk some Oscars. Jason, so what is Dan Eisen saying? Feels too many recent superhero movies are way too much on CGI and intensity and way too short on story and character development. They are also way too long. I mean... A lot of way twos there, Dan. But, I, but you're yeah, not I, wrong. I, it feels. I mean, superhero movies. I mean, by default, have to be CGI and all that stuff because I think it's the type of movie. But as we saw with uh, Wandavision and stuff, I this is the one thing that I'll argue against with the um, like making a short version of Justice League. Like, if you're, I think that we're if we're in streaming, we have the opportunity. I I almost like the idea of having it being broken down into. Um, chapters or you know that it is in chapters but it was originally going to be launched in like four different separate episodes i like that right. honestly because i like the idea of being able to watch just one chapter of this movie yeah it's broken so down you're saying part. you wanted to you would have rather seen the breakdown of four one-hour pieces yeah 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to watch a couple chapters. Maybe I'll get through all four hours, but I don't feel... I don't feel obliged to. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to let it feel bloaty because I'm not going to tell myself that this is a four hour movie. I'm going to make this like a TV show, right? Like I'm going to make it like anything else that's streaming. We have the opportunity now to we watch have movies. The technology. Watch we movies in art. It like it feels like stronger, he wants to make it faster. his cut. I can watch it the way I want to. And I can decide when, if I want to do an hour's worth of it or two hours worth of it or 30 minutes. That's right. Fucking $6 million. This is the 60, $600 million. Cut. Yeah. Listen, I, I would recommend watching it because it is broken up into six parts and then there's an epilogue. So you can, if you want, pause whenever you want. There's, you know, smash cuts. I would recommend that because otherwise it's absolutely bloated. It absolutely drags. The, the first half of the movie is essentially just status updates for the mini goals within the film, like gather the team, figure out who the enemy is. And like we, that would be stuff that would obviously be cut in the theatrical version because it's superfluous. It's unnecessary. We get it. Right. They're trying to do this. We don't need seven checkups. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little shocked that I thought the trailer looked as decent as it did. I have to say, uh, Jason, you are, you have always been open to this. You have always been someone who's hopeful about this cut. As much as we all don't love Snyder, you have always been a ray of kind of light in regards to what this could be. I've watched the same Justice League that everybody else has seen twice <laughs> just to see if the second time like I've got it wrong. And? Oh, I've watched it like two or three times. So yeah, yeah. And, and no, you <laughs> did not. Still the same. <laughs> we'll, we'll need to reconvene for a spoiler chat to like really dig into it. I would love that. I would love yeah, maybe we'll that. do that on stereo. Yeah, let's I mean, do that we'll on do stereo. stereo. That would be great. I'm in. That would be awesome. All right, so so let's jump into the Oscar nominations. What do you what do you think, Jace? Brandon? Let's do it. Let's do, do it. This. Let's do it. Who wants to lead? Brandon, why don't you you're very good at leading this. Wanna you wanna lead this for us? Well, thank you, sir. Very, yeah. very kind of you say a tip of the cap to you as well, my friend. Uh, yes, sir. I would say in typical Oscars fashion, there was a lot to be celebrated, a lot to be proud of, a lot to be excited about. And then a ton of head-scratching decisions as well. And I think, you know, love or hate, snub or surprise, that's kind of why we're addicted to the Oscars, because it gives so much conversation fodder for us to talk about, whether it is like, I cannot believe they didn't nominate this guy, or like, damn straight, finally my girl got some recognition, something like that. So I, I, I got all that today, and I, I hate that I love the Oscars so much. <laughs> I do too. Believe me, I, I'm into it. I, Jason said a very smart point, but we'll wait to bring it up because I want to talk about some of the noms first. J Jason, do you want to walk us through the noms a little bit? Yeah, let's get through you, the noms. So, okay. um, hold on. I just accidentally clicked away, and now I'm in a, um, on a Galaxy Chromebook ad. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so while we're waiting, I'm going to say one thing, and I just want to get it out there. I'm really, really saddened that... Like I'm really happy that Sound of Metal got all the noms it got because I think it's a fabulous, unique, original piece of material. I'm very pissed that Olivia Cook, which by the way, Jason, you were so right, Pixie was awesome. Uh, that she was like that movie just must have had a, a, a supporting actress that didn't support anyone. I mean, she was amazing. She's part of the reason that movie's great, and she just got totally snubbed. So I was very, very saddened to see that. I'm done. All right. So where do you want to start? So we can start it. Uh, All right. We can. Oh, no, I agree. I don't know. Like best. So we could start at best visual effects, but it doesn't. I don't understand this one. Um, like, All right. Go ahead. Love and Monsters. Did anybody watch Love and Monsters? I watched Love and Monsters. You watched it. Yeah. It's like uh, zombies. You weren't, like zombie you land light. No, it's fine. Yes. All right. It's fine. Um, okay. The Midnight Sky, which I did not see. I Pretty did. Long. Pretty good. Was it any good? Facts. 
Uh, it was all right. Uh, you know, oh, it yeah, wasn't bad. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't bad. But I don't think it deserves like best visual effects. They shot a lot of it in Iceland uh, to to cover for Antarctica. And uh, I, I don't know. I just I thought it was like I don't think best visual. But okay, go on. All right, Mulan, uh, which I did not see for. Uh, I for, saw. Yeah. What do you think? Anything good effect wise? Not me. What about you, Brandon? That's right. Yeah. Uh, the one and only <laughs> Ivan. Is this a movie that I was supposed to see? The one and only Ivan? Disney Plus. We, yeah. Did you see it, Brendan? I, I didn't see it because I had zero interest. It's Listen, that's the thing about Disney Plus. I love it. But like once you get past The Mandalorian and the uh, and, you know, WandaVision. And, and WandaVision, it's like, well, I, I don't care about necessarily about the kids' movies like an Artemis Fowl or something like that because I was never you know into that as a kid. So that, that's a, the thing. I, all I know now, I didn't know about this movie, but I see an elephant and a and a gorilla hanging out. I think I need to watch this movie. This seems like a <laughs> me kind of movie. There's an elephant and a dog that are friends. And is that is that Cranston? I I, mean, I honestly don't know. I, 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 think, I can't. I can't. I think Cranston might be. This is my new movie, guys. The one and only Ivan. I'll give you a review tomorrow. <laughs> oh, Cranston, it's so Sam Rockwell, Angelina Jolie, Danny DeVito. Seems like my geez. movie. It's probably um, awful, but I'm gonna check it out. All right, and then fill us in. And then Tenet, which I will say the only thing it kind of had going for it was effects. Tenet's effects were awesome. Yes, let's go backwards. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I, 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 when theaters are open, I go to the theaters to see things I've never seen before, and I've never seen that effect used in that way. Rewind the film. Paul is dead. Miss him. Miss him. I mean. Not. Okay, let's get to a better. Right, I feel like yeah, who we'll, cares we'll about make, that? Make up. We'll skip in, in, international film th- for right now because we got we're running out of time. Hit uh, film. Let's go. Yeah, we'll get out of this. I, I want to get into. Uh, we'll go short costume, best sound, original score, original. Yeah, let's do the biggies. Original, original screenplay adapted. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do screenplays? Yeah, let's do. Uh, I think let's do screenplays and let's get into like the best picture, best actor right, support. So, best original screenplays: Judas and the Black Messiah, Good. Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that's the one. That's right. the one. I mean, what do but you that's think? That's the one that was expected. I'm not saying uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven is the most on fire screenplay ever, but when Aaron Sorkin does a political tale, like, you know, it's going to get nominated because it's for the Academy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, this thing was, I, I thought it was, uh, you hated was, it. Oh yeah, I did. As not. we discussed on stereo. <laughs> yeah, as we discussed on stereo ad nauseum, I was, uh, I, I, these Sorkinisms just using the same damn, uh, dialogue over and over again, the same damn cliches. I, I was so, uh, it was, and and I feel it again. It takes up a very big slot for someone who's great. You know, I mean, there's something else that could have been there. I mean, I would have rather seen. Uh, wait, did you say Minari wasn't in there, right? Minari was. Oh, Minari is in there. Okay, great. So, but what was the? Uh, I would have seen the. I would rather see the screenplay of the one with Jodie Foster. And, with more, uh, more Mauritanian. I always. Yeah, think I would have rather seen that screenplay in there. I would like Jason, to see you- Tom Spring sneak in there. Oh, I would have yeah. loved that. You you yeah. said that was the dark horse on there. I, I love wish I was right. What are you going to yeah. say, Jace? Nothing. Nothing. I was just listening. No, do you like these? Like, what's your thought? I don't. Let's get. Uh, let me tell you my opinion when we get through all this stuff. Okay. I also. I don't like care about any. I don't know if any of these. I mean, I'd like. I think this. If I was going to pick something, because I haven't seen everything. I haven't seen Minari, but I've heard oh, it's really Minari's great. Great. Fantastic. Um, 
The thing that felt the newest and weird, diff, most different to me was the sound of metal. Oh yeah, um, I enjoyed Judas and the Black Messiah. I enjoyed. I actually enjoyed the Trial of the Chicago Seven. I like. Um, but I thought the sound of metal was unique in a way, like in the, the you know after talking to them and knowing like they were writing all this stuff into the screenplay and stuff about the audio. Um, that one to me is the most original yep. to me. Agreed. Great use of sound design. I know we're not talking about screenplay. I mean, uh, a sound. Who's right nominated now, though for sound design? Right, for sure. It's going to be the favorite. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Uh, you know. Okay, so yeah, I mean, listen, you guys both like Chicago Seven. You feel like you feel like that slot is okay. You're okay with that. Yeah, being there. I don't think that's an egregious front, but I, yeah, I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. Listen, I'll move it. I'll, I mean, here's the here's the deal with all of this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a weird year. Right. Yeah. Like Go ahead, there's, James. there's only a few, you know, I'll get into it a little bit deeper, a little bit later, but this is a weird year. There's not a million movies. Like I couldn't tell you that that's the worst screenplay. I, I enjoyed that movie uh, more than some of the other shit I've had to watch this year. And I don't even know, I'm not even sure what a movie is anymore. Like we <laughs> talk about content and stuff. I'm not sure yeah. what qualifies as a movie anymore. Yeah. Amen. Honestly. <laughs> I, like, I like Tim Thornberry. <laughs> I will lose my fucking mind if Chicago <laughs> 7 wins. Cliff will lose his fucking mind if Trials Chicago 7 wins. Uh, you know, I won't lose my mind, but yeah, give another old pasty white dude like Sorkin a, uh, another yeah. statue. Yeah. That's what that's what we need to do. Yeah. You know, I mean... Hey, it okay. shouldn't win. It shouldn't no. win. No. I, Absolutely I, not. Of the Best Picture nominees, it's definitely my lower tier, for sure. Yeah. What let's is your ju- favorite to win? Let's jump up. Before there we get there. Let's, let's get there. We'll get there. Okay. Here's... Okay, so there's... there. I actually do have a question. This is a... There's a weird... Uh, well, I guess it's not. Okay, so best supporting, we've got Maria Baklova from Borat, Glenn mm-hmm. Close, Olivia Coleman, Amanda Siegfried, and Jung Jin Jung. Siegfried, Siegfried, whatever. Siegfried, Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried, Seyfried. <laughs> Make your, your name wasn't Seyfried. You changed it. <laughs> Name's Big Eyes. Yeah. Jung Jung Yoon. Um, this is the, be- the, these are the best actresses in a supporting role. I don't know that I consider Maria Bakova uh, supporting, but I guess that's the way they're going to put her. And then the rest Not of the- lead, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So, Seyfried for Mank, Maria for, you know, uh, Borat. Uh, uh, Glenn Close for Hillbilly LG. Oh, absolutely which, not. Uh, and I love Coleman. Glenn Close. Me too. She's fantastic. She's a treasure. I, not I think that. she should have won for The Wife, but I, I think... Uh, yeah, but not yeah, that. Her spot, her, yeah, her spot could have gone to someone else. I need a list in front of me, but I, I can't think of anything off the top yeah. of my head. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. So we got the, I mean, do we feel, who else was it? Uh, the, from Minari, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And She's uh, great. Right. I, again, other than Glenn Close, I didn't have much of a... I don't have a problem with any of these. Problem with this. It's acceptable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, where did it go? Where did, oh, we're going to get further this. deep, but we only have a certain amount of time, so we're trying to push yeah, through. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have another conversation about this more in length. But go ahead, Jace. I will. I um. I oh, might sorry. have. I I accidentally left the page open about that uh, monkey movie, but I closed the one that I was supposed to be looking at. You're obsessed. Jason's priorities are very clear right now. <laughs> I want to watch that monkey movie. Okay, movie best actor in a supporting is Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago mm-hmm. Seven. David Clu- Kaluuya. Yes. For, for Judas. Judas. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Paul Racy for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. I think this goes to Daniel, but I I'm not mad at any of these. Um, Sasha does fine. He's it, he does that supporting actor thing that all the, the the supporting actors when he's funny, but he's not like over overly used. It'd be the same reason. Like I feel like Cuba got uh, mm. nominated in uh, uh, Jerry what's, McGuire. Jerry McGuire. Yeah. But you think it goes to Daniel? 
I think it goes to Daniel. What do you think? What do you, uh, Brandon? Daniel has it sewn up. My my big problem here is Lakeith Stanfield, a phenomenal actor. I really like in everything. But a, it's just a massive uh, example of category fraud. How can both Lakeith and Daniel be supporting actor when then then who is Judas's lead actor? You tell me. And uh, two, I, I just find it weird to campaign him for a category that Daniel literally has sewn up in the bag. He's probably one of the uh, most guaranteed locks of the night. It's it's just weird. Is it because? Do you think it's because they want their that the, they we, they figure Chadwick, you know, you're putting Chadwick as that kind of best actor in a leading role, and some sort of weird like Academy thing? I, I mean, Netflix definitely probably you know pulled back on pushing Chadwick for Defy Bloods for best supporting because they knew he's a uh, he's a front runner for best yeah. actor. But it's it's just a weird situation. Then again, though, it does happen a lot. It's not going to take any votes away. They're not going to split the vote between the two. So, you know, guys, Daniel Kaluuya is, has got this in the bag. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Right. And I hope so. Yeah. yeah. And deservingly so. He's phenomenal. I want him to be the next James Bond, personally. I love it. I love, I love it. that, too. Um, I, I do want to get into uh, Idris Elba, speaking of people that... Um, next uh, James Bond. That are next James Bond, because yeah. I think I... I, I want to ask you guys a serious question about him. Um, that is, has he ever made an actually a really good movie? Because uh, I don't know if that's true anymore. I know he's been on good TV shows, but think about it for a minute. I'll, we'll go back to that. Um, best actress in a leading role, Viola Davis, Andrew Day, Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. So we got uh, Viola Davis. Andrew Day, just saying. I Andrew Day? Talk on stereo. Yeah, Brandon and I was like, for Billy right. Holiday. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's nothing in here that makes me mad. I agree think? completely. I, I think Cliff and I are aligned on this because we discussed it. There's absolutely no one in here who is not deserving. There's also absolutely no one in here who wasn't expected coming into nomination day. But Cliff and I would have loved somehow, some way. I don't know whose spot she takes if Zendaya had gotten a little love. Yeah, very much so. And that's who I would have said I would have liked to see Sam Levinson for uh, best original screenplay with Malcolm and Marie. Just saying, I would have. I think that that was very deserving that it's not there. I would have liked to see that way ahead of Chicago Seven. But yeah, I'm I'm very saddened that Zendaya has, has been overlooked because uh, she is a uh, tour de force. Yeah, but I guess who would you have taken? Who would you who would you have placed in this list? See, they, Say it again. They're, Say it they're again. All so deserving. Who would you who would you have replaced with Zendaya in this list? Say it again. Say the list again. Not the question. Oh, <laughs> I said, <laughs> who would you have replaced? Uh, on this list for Zendaya. <laughs> Viola Davis, Andrew Day, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. Francis McDormand. I, or Vanessa Kirby. One of those. I, I think Kirby or Viola Davis for me. But Ooh. but again, like I, I think all of them are really deserving. I think they all knock it out of the park. And at 24, we know Zendaya is going to be around for quite some time. She is just starting to explode in her supernova stardom. Well, so is Vanessa Kirby, and I don't feel that her performance in uh, that that Scorsese exec produced one with Shia LaBeouf is necessarily better than what Zendaya pulled in during Malcolm and Marie. That's all. Zendaya is just a force, and yeah, the fact that I mean, she's the executive producing, she's the fact that she started career. on Shake It Up. You know, look at where Bella Thorne went, and look at where Zendaya went. I mean, that says everything. I mean, they both were the same level of stardom. Zendaya did another Disney show after and still now exploded doing everything. Huh? Anyway. Zendaya is the most exciting young actress in the game for my money. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Let's move to best actor. We got, we got Riz, Chadwick mm. Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yoon. Solid category. Uh, solid category. Mm. Chadwick's got this in the bag. I think, um, 
but I think that there are some good contenders. Steven Yoon, I heard, is amazing in Minari. Um, and Riz does a great job. I want to say Riz also, uh, first first Asian American nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. Deservingly so, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I'd like to see Riz win. I think Gary Oldman put in, you know, yet another performance of a lifetime in yeah. Mank. Uh, even if you don't like the movie, his... Uh, dive into this alcoholic screenwriter who's looking for some sort of uh, comeuppance is just, oh, it's gut-wrenching, man. So I, I, of course, would love to see Gary, but yeah, I don't really have, I feel like they're all best actors. Said the screenwriter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need any comeuppance. (laughs) No, listen, I'm someone who didn't love Mank, who thinks he's phenomenal. I, I will say, whether you wanted to put him in best actor or best supporting, whichever... You thought he fit Delroy Lindo, huge snub. I thought he was phenomenal in Five Bloods. Right. Yeah, I and didn't like the movie, but I did think he was phenomenal. Well, well, you, just... you're, you weren't a big fan of Anthony Hopkins' work in The Father, though, either. No. So you could replace out Anthony with just about anybody yes. that did an expert performance, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like that's the weakest link in that category is Anthony Hopkins, and I feel weird saying it because you know the guy's obviously an excellent, you know, top shelf actor. It's just that performance didn't move me. By any means. Whereas Riz's moved me beyond. I still think about it. I still think about him not being able to hear and seeing the sign saying deaf kids crossing and finally realizing what that meant. I mean, like, I can't stop thinking about these things that he did. And he's doing them all in his eyes. Ugh, killed me. One of my favorite things about Riz Ahmed this year, and we write about this in Observer's upcoming uh, power list for, for the first quarter of the kind of rising talents, is that, you know, Riz Ahmed is a lifelong character actor who's mostly known for stellar supporting roles. And here he's finally given the opportunity to lead a film, to anchor a film as the main protagonist. And he knocks it out the effing park. Give yeah, this man more lead roles in big movies. He is fantastic. I love Riz Ahmed. Yeah, he's also, he's also not a bad rapper. Not a bad rapper. You've said this not. before. People like his rapping. And I was blown away when I saw him in The Night Of, the Zalian really HBO, uh, you know, miniseries, which was, I, I couldn't believe that performance. Yeah, he's, he's sort of that next level actor. I, think I, I would love of, to see him win. The Night Of is the best pilot of the last 10 years, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that pilot was great. Oh, disturbing. Again, I still think about that. Okay. All uh, All right, let's keep moving. We got Let's do it. We we're already over time, but let's No, just... we're not. We're we're still there. We got time. We're good. Oh, good. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. Great. Yeah, if you so I can read more. We won't be over time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you see that? This is, means we are actually married. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Vinterberg for another round. This is best director. Uh David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Regina King was King. robbed. I think Regina you put him. Regina King was robbed. And also Darius uh, Mulder, I, I, the Sound of Metal director, who's, who's, I apologize that I can't pronounce his name. I think either of those two could have took Vinterberg's spot. Not to say Vinterberg didn't do a great job. Another round's awesome, but. Another yeah. round is fine. Another round I don't think is awesome. I think it's fine. I think it's, you know, I, I mean, is it, you know, is it leaving Las Vegas? No. No, no. You know, right. Not. But I'm saying you got to, if you're taking on a drinking movie, you know, you have to kind of pr- compare it to some degree to to things that move the needle. And that didn't move the needle. I could replace uh, Chloe with with Regina, to be honest with you. I am not, I, I like Nomadland, but I, I will say again, I don't think Nomadland is a movie people are going to be watching in 10 years. I, I'm going to have to disagree with that. I thought Chloe Zhao did a phenomenal job. I think she is 
like a Jonathan Dem, Demi, like, like a Barry Jenkins, a master of interiority and being able to externalize all that inner strife, which, which often comes across so hollow and inauthentic. I, I think she knocked out of the park. I think she's a deserving front runner for best director. And I can't okay. wait for Eternals. I base it against, uh, against Terrence Malick. You know, if you're not giving me the same emotion that Terrence Malick gives me in Badlands, you're not nailing No Man Land. You know, I mean, that's obviously an influence. You're not, you're not giving me the same emotionality. And, and listen, I'm not saying she's not a director who's fabulous. I'm saying that that movie is not a classic that's still going to be watched in 10 years. Now, we just disagree, but... Absolutely not the dude from that one. Put Regina King in there. Put the direct Darius in there as the director of uh, it's, Sound of it's, it's no uh, seven billboards outside of wherever, right? Like that we're Missouri. still watching today, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't the one touting that movie. I'm just, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. Another McDormand. I, just, I was just her. recognizing the Academy for finding uh, universal, like, long-term movies that everybody's going to love forever. Uh, like uh, Shakespeare in Love. Um <laughs> Over Saving Private Ryan. I'm still not, you know, I still haven't stealing from that. He dances with wolves over Goodfellas. I mean, we could just keep going. Forrest Gump over Pulp Fiction and Shawshank. And I love Forrest Gump. I love Me it. Me too, but come on. Yeah, I know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. So what? Right. So so what's your vote, Cliff? Uh, oh, who's going to win? Best director. Who's going to win? I, I mean, I think it's going to be Chloe. Yeah, yep. she's going to knock it. She's going to win. I think it's going to be Chloe. I, I don't necessarily think it should be, but I think it's going to be. All right, we got a couple more minutes. We got one last thing. Let's get into it. So we got Best Picture, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I mean, no uh, no one night for Miami, unfortunately, which I was sad about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Not, that one. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think this is a pretty solid category. Like, there's, there's ones that I don't think are even remotely best picture worthy. I'm glad News of the World didn't get in there. Like, Oh, thank but, God. But I, I don't think this is an egregious uh, collection of candidates where we're like, holy crap, we got to rethink the, all the Oscars. <laughs> no, it's not the Golden Globes. Yeah, you know, well said. Yes. yes, that's nailed it, Cliff. Uh, so, so uh, okay, Jason, I'm sorry because, you know, my retention. Just one more time. The Father. Okay, no. Judas and the Black Messiah. Hell yes. Mank. Hell yes. Minari. Hell yes. Nomadland. Okay. Promising Young Woman. Hell yes. Uh, boss Level. Um, wait. <laughs> one and only one and I. Eighty four. <laughs> sound of Sound of Metal. Uh-huh, and yeah. the Trial of Chicago Seven. Like that's yeah. a solid group overall. It's a It's a very solid group. I mean, if I had to pick, I, I'm. You're Mank. I know you're Mank. I know, but it's not going to win. I know, but that's if, you, where you if you had to pick your favorite, your, you have a vote. What is your number? Mank. One? I'm voting for Mank. Okay. I think I'm going Minari. Yeah. I think it I'm would going be a sound tough of split. Sorry. Sorry, Jace. Go. Oh, no. I'm, I think I'm going Sound of Metal. This is an eclectic group we got here. I like it. But yeah. here's the thing I don't disagree with anything you both said. Like, I'm now, if I was in a room with you and we were all Academy members, I might be like, ooh. Imagine Maybe I am going to go with Sound of Metal. Imagine the 12 Angry Men version of figuring out the best picture winner. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Except it's all Vuv Clico and Prime Rib. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Vuv Clico. Uh, yeah. Is that how you say it? I don't uh, know. I, listen, here's Pan-Buka. the thing. Jason, you made a really good point on the phone earlier, and I'd love you to tell us that well, point. Well, I, I mean, here's here's what I was talking with Cliff. Like, this is a weird year. This is an off year, and it's the first year you really see representation at the Oscars. But... I wonder and I worry 
because there's just no other Oscars. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's just a off year. And so I want to like, I'm worried that it's kind of a separate, but equal Oscars, right? This is the year that they're going to do all the, all the stuff. They're going to recognize diversity. We're going to see, you know, uh, you know, uh, representation for black and Asian and, and women and all this stuff in this, this particular Oscars. But my concern is that they're going to forget it all by 2022 when movies, movies are in mass production again. And so that's my concern. Like I want this year to be great and I want to see a lot of diverse stuff, but I hate that it's this year. I don't know about that because, you know, since green book took best picture, they've added, uh, I think like 1,500 new Academy members. They have increased their diversity in terms of who is invited to the Academy, who has a vote. So mm-hmm. I actually do think the changes they've made over the last few years will bear out in you think this will hold? voting. Yeah, you I, think I, really this will hold? I also okay. think we're at a time in Hollywood where slow and incremental progress, but a greater slate of people are being able to tell a greater slate of stories on the screen. Well, that makes me feel good. I just don't want it to be one of those things where 2021 or 2020, the 2021 Oscars for the 2020 movies is the one year that like they finally celebrate everybody next year. It's just all the white, white directors again, cause they're all working again. Yeah. I mean, but that's it. That's very uh, uplifting. What Brandon, what you said. I agree. So absolutely. It, since they did make big, long-term changes maybe jason we are going to see this as you know a new beginning i would love that and we're going to be talking about all this on must watch netflix edition so you know starburns fans hop on over to there shameless plug do it it's Uh, not shameless i mean must watch netflix edition is amazing you and uh, gene bentley hygiene i mean yeah they they lead the uh, entire studio platform with um 35 nominations they've actually led nominations of the entire industry at every major award ceremony this year in this award season. So Netflix is, uh, you know, they're pushing. And they don't even go to theaters. Don't even go to theaters. No, everything's a change in gentlemen. All right. Are we, are we, are we done? done. Yeah, we're done. This has been a hell of a... Brandon, thank you so much for staying. Thank Brandon you for Katz, having Senior me. Entertainment Editor from uh, The Observer. I always say The Observer, just Observer. And must watch Netflix edition on Starburns Audio. So check that out with his host, Gene Bentley from The Hollywood Reporter. And uh, you'll get much more breakdowns on all of this, the Snyder Cut, everything. So, Jason, shall I sign us off? Let's do it. All right. So, everyone, thank you for being here. So stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. I love you, everybody. Brandon Katz. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Much appreciated. We love it. All right, guys. Have a great Bye. day. Love you.